What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Mets Legends cast. I, of course, am Rob Pearsall, starring as former Mets closer Bobby Parnell. Joined, as always, by my buddy Mike Jennings, who today is starring as former Mets backup catcher, well, actually, first-string catcher, Brian Schneider. Oh, So, yes. Brian, Brian, how's it going today? How are you? You know, um, just getting back from, I would imagine, Brian Schneider is a coach. So, you know, I'm uh, a mid-level Division II baseball coach. You know, the kids just got back from summer uh, doing a little off-season workout. <laughs> I think he's actually I think he's actually a coach for the Mets right now. No way. Maybe, maybe, maybe not with the Major League team, but I think he's in the organization. Um, or maybe he does like quality control or something like that, like Luis Rojas did a couple years ago. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking um, him up right now. I liked Brian Schneider. I thought he was just, you know, he was just a catcher. You know, he was just yeah, he was he just was. good. He so it's it says he's a quality was the quality control con, control coach last year. I don't know if he still is now. I haven't seen him in the dugout. Like I haven't. I feel like I would have noticed Brian Schneider. Yeah. Um, Nothing shows up when you search Google News for Brian Schneider. Yeah, that might have been that might have been just last year. Um, yeah, I really would have recognized him if he was in the dugout this year because I always liked him. Oh, too. totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I I've always I just think catchers are the most like baseball guy of pretty <clears> much anybody <throat> on your team at any given time. Like, I think they're the most – I feel like catchers, if, especially in the major league level, like, they just understand the game at the highest level. And, like, if you're a dumb catcher, basically, you just have massive power and there's nowhere else to put you. Like <laughs> – Like Gary Sanchez. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was going to uh, say James – I was going to say James McCann after you said, like, stupid catcher, but then I was like, wait, he doesn't even have any power. <laughs> but he is he is i think he is a smart baseball player yeah he is. i mean you know he's he also seems like a good guy too um yeah. he's been hurt too which i just like i keep forgetting like i keep feeling like yeah that's kind uh, of cobbling together their their catcher position right now between mazika's been playing good I, i've been actually pleasantly surprised with mazika yeah he's i mean he's solid i think he's he's another one of those guys that pitchers love him like uh, I remember Marcus Stroman like saying something about him, you know, getting up to speed with the pitchers super fast and like getting that understanding, which is like such a, I think it's kind of an overlooked um, quality in a baseball team is how well like your team's catchers handle whatever pitching staff. Mm-hmm. you have yeah i mean it's something that like it doesn't seem like wilson ramos did particularly well the last couple of years no um but then you had someone like tomas nito who guys really loved to throw to mm-hmm. um is one of those guys too where i really like him because he kind of like scrapped it out to get to the big league level like he was never yep. like a highly touted prospect he's one of those guys like was never really a highly touted prospect was never really a name that was even on the radar coming into this season, um, mm-hmm. but made his way up here kind of in the early days of the bench mob. And uh, 
he's been serviceable. Um, and also, I have a soft spot for Chance Cisco as well. I know he's back down in AAA, but um, he's a former top prospect in the from the Orioles organization, and so mm-hmm. you know he's still young. I think he's around our age, like twenty six uh, years old. And uh, yeah, I mean, he could still he could still end up being like a really good signing for the Mets, honestly. Like, yeah, he's he has not. I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet as far as like his, uh, you know, baseball career goes, you're right. He is, uh, 26. So, I mean, he's got plenty of, plenty of learning to do. He's a negative 0.2 war player this season. Uh, um, really? It's that he, he's that bad. He's been that bad. I mean, negative 0.2, like that's. Oh, negative 0.2. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you said he's been, he was beat. He's been a negative two. This no, no, no. Jeez. That's pretty <laughs> bad. I was like, I didn't think he was that bad. No, he just – I mean, he just hasn't really gotten the bat going, really, at any point. Um, I'm st- I still think it was worth the flyer to take on him. 100%. I mean, last year with the Orioles, uh, he played 36 games, and, you know, he hit 214, whatever. He's never hit above that. That's the highest his batting average has been in the season, quote-unquote. Won't even count that since it was last year, but um, – but if, you know, if you, if you can provide value defensively as a catcher, like you're going to have a job. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to look into his defensive numbers more. But um, I mean, behind me, I think throughout baseball, catching is definitely the area that's like, like there's not a ton of superstar catchers out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Like you have JT Real Muto. You know, Buster Posey has kind of had this resurgence this year i don't know he did earlier i don't know if that like continued throughout the season um, oh yeah no it has he's been yeah he's been really good for them and for my fantasy baseball team <laughs> there you go and yeah. uh i mean yeah outside of like him and salvi perez like Tavin, who's gonna hit 40 home runs this year love which that. is which is insane love um, that for him. <laughs> he's only he's only like 30 30 or 31 years old, which is unreal to me because it feels like he's been around forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, but he kind of has, like, he, I feel like he was one of those like hot prospects probably came up young. Yeah. He's only 31, but he's played 10 years in the major leagues already. It's 21. Yeah. So, he came up when he was really young. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. I mean, and he's been a Royal his whole career. He's gonna he's probably going to be a Royal for his entire career after the deal he signed in the off season. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting if Salvador Perez ends up like in the hall of fame conversation. He might, I mean, I mean, if he plays, if he has like, who knows? I mean, if he plays five or six more years, um, I mean, he'll definitely be on the ballot. Um, I mean, without a doubt anyway, but he can get some votes here and there. Um, and he's, he's accumulating the kind of numbers that, that you would need. Like mm-hmm. he's a five-time gold glover. He's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-time all-star. That's insane yeah. in 10 years. Uh, three-time silver slugger. He's a so World like, Series champion. World Series champion. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think it's gonna come down to his like accumulation stats offensively, which are pretty solid. He's hit 190 home runs, he only needs 10 more for 300 or two, sorry, 200. Um, and I think that's, that's like, at least that's probably like the, the low end benchmark is hit, hitting 200 home runs. If he can get to like 250, 
good for a catcher. Yeah, it's real good for a That's catcher. It's really good for a catcher. I mean, I mean how many did Piazza time? hit? Like, Piazza has the most as a catcher. How many did he hit? He has, um, I think, doesn't Piazza have 400? If not, he has, like, high 300s. Yeah, 427. Okay, yeah. So, I, I knew that he was – he was pretty close to 500, but, yeah. he. I mean, he played, he played a long time. Yeah, Salvi yeah. Perez, I mean – he could definitely he could definitely be in that conversation. He's definitely a guy who, you know, we might see get inducted one day. Um, and I would love to see that. I I, I really like Salvador Perez, um, despite him being on the 2015 Royals. <laughs> I like I a lot like of those the, players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of like Mustakis, Hosmer, um, Alcides Escobar, like Salvi Perez was a guy that I I didn't mind on that team. Um, yeah. But uh, I feel like he's one of the only he's one of the few Royals that's left on that roster who is still on the 2015 team. Might you be have the only him. One. Well, Adalberto Mondesi was was in the playoffs that year for them as a rookie. So oh yeah, you're right. When he when he still went by Raul Mondesi Jr. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then Danny Duffy is he still on the Royals? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. He, there must only be a couple. Whit Merrifield, I don't think, had debuted yet as no. a Royal when the, when the Royals were in the World Series. Um, feels like a lifetime ago. It really yeah. does. It feels like a yeah. fever dream almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Well, so we, I do think we, we should are, get into the real meat of the episode here, talking about uh, – right. I know. I know. I, we've done a good job avoiding it so far talking about random catchers, but I mean, yesterday, yesterday was like, and I feel like this is, this has probably been said like hundreds of times, but yesterday was like truly a dark day on Mets Twitter mm-hmm. because like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just like, it was one of the first times where I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe that this is like what's going down today. Yeah. Like things have been so bad. Like we like over the last couple of weeks when we've recorded, the Mets, we would go like days between episodes of recording mm-hmm. where like the Mets just didn't even win a game. You know, like yeah. you know, we recorded Monday and then by Friday the Mets still hadn't won a game. And then by like the next Monday, the Mets hadn't won a game since then. So yeah. it's been rough. The Mets won a game yesterday, which is Monday. August 29th. I'm sorry, Sunday, August 29th. The Mets won. And it was like the sixth least important thing that happened, or the sixth most important thing that happened yesterday. Like you would have thought that the Mets lost yesterday based off of what everyone was like <laughs> flipping out about. So just to yeah. give you guys a breakdown in case for whatever reason you are under a rock or you only listen to the Mets Legends cast on Spotify and completely disconnect from the team otherwise, (laughs) Uh, which I'm sure none of you do. (laughs) Day starts off, Noah Syndergaard tests positive for COVID uh, on his birthday. So it's his birthday. Despite being vaccinated. Despite being vaccinated. So he's asymptomatic, which is good. Um, But it starts off. Cindergard, the Mets say that he has a non-baseball related injury. So everyone's thinking he hurt himself. And then it comes out that he has COVID. And then it's also like, oh, happy birthday, Noah. It's your birthday. <laughs> Sorry you're quarantined on your birthday. Um, and then 
the Mets released Josh Reddick, which we're very excited about. And that's I legends. Mean, yeah, we're we're broken up about it. I I didn't. I, I don't know how we even made it through yesterday. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the episode without crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Josh Reddick is is history. Um, that happens somewhere in the midst of things. I don't know what my my timing's not p- perfect. Um, then the Mets play yesterday, um, the rubber game in their series versus the Nationals. After a deflating loss on Friday and then a good win on Saturday, they they uh, they play the Nationals on Sunday afternoon beat and they Eric Fetty. beat the yeah they beat the crap out of the Nationals. They won nine to four, and Javi Baez launched an absolute piss missile into the le- into the second deck in left field. That was awesome, which was sick um and then you know i'm thinking all right great way to end my sunday i can sleep easier tonight my food is going to taste better tonight um my cat is going to feel softer tonight (laughs) everything (laughs) and then like you know and and like this is like where where it's like kind of annoying it's just like the Mets have this new on-field celebration. It's not even really new because there's a video on Twitter yeah. of like the people going back and like the Mets debuting this, this thumbs down celebration thing from early August, but they were just so goddamn bad for a month that like no one cared. <laughs> so like <laughs> they, then they win big on set on Sunday and someone, one of the reporters asks Javi Baez what the thumbs down symbol that him and Lindor and Pilar and, you saw Mazika do it back, you know, a few weeks ago, yeah. you know, and some other guys too. And, you know, I just personally think that Baez, like, like we know what the motion is now. Like we know that it's like, it's kind of like the guys like busting each other's chops about getting booed, yeah. like giving each other the thumb down, thumbs down because they've been bad and they've been getting booed. I think Baez did a bad job of explaining like it, like it kind of it kind of came off in a way that was yeah. like like you know it, it was it was just bad but you know I mean Baez like you know I just think it came out wrong um and Mets Twitter like absolutely lost his shit they were like how could he boo us how could they boo the fans this and that and like which is ironic like, right like like what you can give it so ridiculously but you can't take just like the littlest tiny bit of your own medicine like it won the game it's like it's like you know i know that things have been bad and like you know i think it's kind of a silly celebration regardless i think it's just kind of corny i don't even care that they're doing it yeah every single one of them has ever been silly the churve was ridiculous remember the pepper grinder yeah yeah like they're all (laughs) that's what they're supposed to be they're supposed to be silly the yankees even did the thumbs down uh, yeah. in the playoffs a few years ago so like i get over yourselves yeah, like whatever we're all up in arms like oh they're booing the fans will the fans pay your salary it's like it's not that deep okay. yeah it's not that i don't think it's that deep either i actually saw like, so i actually saw a funny clip like a little bit before we record uh recorded the podcast uh francisco lindor was at the u.s open today uh with his i think fiance they're not married i don't know Mm -hmm. and their daughter um and he was like signing autographs and a guy with the meds has like hey how about a thumbs up and he just like smiled and was like "Ah, okay and like it was really cute (laughs) it was it was like very endearing that like i don't know like i watched the video like he's just smiling signing autographs and he gave the thumbs up it was very endearing like it made my heart like warm um yeah but 
I don't know. Yesterday was one of those days on Twitter where I was just like, at first I was kind of just like, I don't know. I didn't really know how to feel about it. Like I was kind of just like, you know, because me personally, it's like, I don't really ever advocate like for booing your own team anyway. Like, I just think it's kind of whack to like, I don't know, like no matter how bad they are, like I just never, I really try never to boo them no matter how disappointed I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't think it's really necessary. Uh, They're your own team. Like I'll be critical of them. You know, like I'll talk about, you know, my qualms about them, but I don't know, booing, booing your own team at home, not really my thing. Um, And also like, I don't, but even still, like if you're going to boo the team, it's fine. I mean, like, it's okay to be frustrated, but yeah, I don't know. Like I thought the ridiculous part was just like how upset everybody was about it. Like, yeah. I just didn't think like, it's not like anybody murdered anybody. Like just take it. It's not that and yeah, big it's of like, a deal. And like, yeah. And it, is it a bad look for Baez, Lindor, Pilar, and all the guys who have done it? Yeah, I think so. Like you probably shouldn't do that to your own fans, but yeah. at the same time, the fans, you probably shouldn't do that to your own team. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think, I, I think, you know, both sides are being pretty, uh, you know, the players and the fans are both being way too dramatic about it. I guess the players aren't even being dramatic about it really, because all we've seen on social media is just like, it's not, it's not that serious. <laughs> like yeah. Trevor, Trevor May has said that Taiwan Walker has said that Marcus Stroman has said that on, like on Twitter and just being like, what? relax <laughs> like we, yeah. we we love the fans we really do it's just you know it's a it's a tongue-in-cheek sort of like like you said busting each other's chops for getting booed all the time like if that if that can break the tension and this team rattles off 10 wins we're not talking about this anymore so it's like, true honestly <laughs> if they win if they win tomorrow which you know what do they play they play a doubleheader tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah i mean I don't know. If they win well, both games tomorrow... They resume a suspended game, which I think makes it a nine-inning game, right? Isn't it one of yeah. those weird situations where they'll play nine innings in the first game and then seven innings seven. in the second game? It's that game that like st- was really early in the season where where, yeah. where Stroman started, but it was like pouring rain, and they they suspended the game after like two batters. <laughs> so stupid. And he, and he was like, this was so stupid, like someone could have gotten hurt. But it's that game that they're resuming. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll start with a runner on first and one out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it was two batters I think he faced. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this is like the twelfth like like fiasco that's happened this year, and like by far the stupidest one. Like I feel yeah. like even the rat raccoon was like less stupid. Oh than my this god, one. dude! <laughs> that feels like seventy years ago. That doesn't even feel like this season. It really doesn't. Um, so I don't know. Everyone ridiculous. needs to take it easy on both sides. Like just yeah. like. Just forget about it. It's really not that serious, you know. Like, really not like this. Like, I don't know. Not that that crazy of a thing to get worked up no, about. It's, it's you know, really after not. like after like sitting on it for like a half hour, I was like, all right, I don't care anymore. Like, really not that big of a deal. Like when I first heard Javi talking about it, and he said, you know, like we need to be better. The fans need to be better. I love playing for the fans, but the fans need to be better. or Whatever. I was like, mm, that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> but then that was it like i was like okay that's that's a silly celebration to be doing um it's silly i mean it is silly like like especially sandy, when you consider and for sandy to come out with that 
stupid ass statement <laughs> on like, medium.com like what the what <laughs> that just like definitely did not even need to be like sent out like there was no like no. there was no controversy like right it really wasn't that if you want to squash it sandy just hold the meeting and don't tell people about it. Like, yeah, it, it was just unnecessary. So yeah, so like you go into the meeting, like, all right, guys, like we get it, but like, just you know, yeah, take it easy it. for a bit. Like, just lay low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, like, you know, I don't know if this is gonna be a bad take or whatever, because um, I don't care. I just want to preface it with like, I at this point, you know, we're we're twenty four hours removed from the thing. I don't care anymore about this the thumbs down thing. Mm-hmm. They won the game yesterday. And people like it felt like they lost after like that that thing, but they won. For me, it's like you know, if we were in that rough of a stretch, like I maybe wouldn't be participating in like the thumbs down thing. But if it's mm-hmm. something that like they're getting hyped up about, and they're like you said, they went, they rattle off ten wins. Like that's all I care about. Um, you know, and I don't clearly, care about anything else. And it's clearly not like a super widespread thing in the clubhouse either. Like Jonathan VR hit that double, and he gave a thumbs up. Like, yeah, I think like, it's just not that deep people. You know, what's funny about VR. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I feel like he, like, like he's a frustrating player. Sometimes VR, uh-huh. um, like when he, like on the base paths, he's just like reckless. He's just insane. Um, like that's yeah. just what it is. He's just, he's just a crazy dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why his nickname is El Caballo Loco. Right. Well, I, um, that is the best nickname ever. Yeah. He's cool too. Like, like in the zoom rooms, like, you know, earlier in the season, like he always mm-hmm. super cool, like upbeat, but like VR is cool. Like, I just like, I, I feel like he's never like, like you never hear anything about him. Like he kind of just like mm-hmm. shows up at the ballpark, like plays, like he's not a superstar, but he just does his thing. And like, that's kind of it. Like, and know. he is a smart baseball player too. Like despite some of the mistakes he's made, it's just from him being overly aggressive. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, like, like in terms of trying to, you know, take an extra base or, you know, slide in a certain way or whatever. Like, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He's just, he's just not, he just doesn't always come out on the right side of the result. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to like bringing VR back for next year. No, um, me neither. At the right price. Yeah. Yeah. At the right price. You know, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like splurge on him, but if like, if it like so happens where they, they come to like a team friendly deal, like I'd be more than okay with that. Um, yeah. But anyway, what are your final thoughts on like the, 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 I won't call it what you want. I, I won't call it what we talked about before the episode. I won't say it. What are your thoughts on the thumbs down thing? Uh, the thumbs down thing. Certainly, like, like, certainly not thumbs down gate. I, I will, I will put my opinion out there on every controversy being boo gate, like controversy, insert controversy name, dash gate i think <laughs> that is the stupidest thing that is so overdone we all know what watergate was okay we like we've all heard about it deflate gate like it's just it's just so ridiculous every time there's a controversy it seems there's somebody out there trying to push like controversy name gate it's just <laughs> stupid Rat- raccoon gate yeah raccoon gate yeah of course yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of cool <laughs> rat coming to coming to theaters this summer francisco raccoon lindor <laughs> francisco lindor as francisco lindor and jeff mcneil as jeff mcneil starring as 
the frenemies, Raccoon Gate. Like a Starsky and Hutch buddy cop film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be pretty funny. But back, um, to, your, back to the original question. Uh, my final thoughts are, and I think we share this opinion, this isn't even the most controversial thing that has happened this season with the Mets. I think it actually ranks lower on the list than a lot of people think it does. Um, I would put, I would put a fist fight between Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil above this. Um, yeah, in terms which clearly of like happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like clearly like, definitely like, like punches were exchanged. Yeah. Um, so, I think. I think I'm done with it. I think we need to put it to bed, put it to rest, get over it, yes. and go watch the next game. Like, yeah. it's stupid. It is stupid. It's like, a, it's like definitely one of the stupider controversies. Like I said, like after like 30 minutes, like I was no longer, I, I no longer had an opinion either way on the situation. Like, right. Like at first I was like, at first I was like a little bit mad at Javi. And then like at second, like I was like a little bit mad at the fans. And then now I'm just kind of just like, everyone needs to just chill out. Like, it's really not that serious of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you have like, I think it was the daily news. Their back cover of the, of the paper today was yeah. Javi Baez says, go to hell Mets fans. And it's like, at that point I was just like, like no, he did now, not say that. <laughs> and also like now it's just completely blown out of proportion. Like now it's just like a thing that's way bigger than it ever should have been. Like we totally made a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's very easy to like kind of twist the knife when the team is doing bad and like you're in the New York and everything's magnified. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I think those are hard lessons that guys on this team are learning. Like, I think, I don't think there's been as big of personalities um, in, in like recent years as there have been on this particular team. Like, cause if you, if you look back at like the, like say the 2019 team, I feel like a lot of the players just kind of like kept to themselves, like answered the questions to the media and didn't really do anything that was too like out there. Uh, but this year you have really outspoken people in, you know, Mar- Marcus Stroman, Francisco Lindor will speak his mind. Javi Baez obviously will speak his mind. And, uh, you know, Trevor May is like super interactive. Uh, Did you say Taiwan Walker? Taiwan Walker as well. I don't know if I yeah. said Taiwan Walker, but yeah, he's definitely like in that group. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's also kind of magnified things too, is because the players to no fault of their own have included themselves in the conversation in a way that hasn't really been as much of a thing in recent years. Cause like when you look at the big names on the team, like Pete Alonzo, I think everyone knows he's just kind of like a big lovable dopey teddy bear. (laughs) That's like, okay, you can, you know, you can put your foot in your mouth, but everyone kind of knows that Pete is comes from the most like pure place of just like innocence as possible. Um, and then, you know, Michael Conforto is, is a person of few words. So is Jacob deGrom. Like, I don't know. It just seems like there's, there's more personality, which has led to more just like vitriol on social media, basically. Pete Alonzo gets like the David Wright treatment at this point where it's just like, he is kind of forced to like answer questions on behalf of 
himself team. and the yeah. team and like you know for good or for worse like he's the dude who like has to go out there and face the media and like like he's kind of he kind of has that like captain role like I'm sure like DeGrom and Conforto in the clubhouse do to a certain degree as well because they've been around like mm-hmm. longer than most players on the team but like Pete Alonso like kind of from like him coming up here really made his mark um yeah you know winning rookie of the year winning the home run derby setting the home run record for a rookie and like i don't know he kind of took on that captain presence right away right away so he he has like the and honestly like he's not on social media like anymore and it's probably like for the better like yeah you know i mean you know and i think he kind of realized that where it was like i'm just going to go out there and like do my thing and like not going to deal with the social media aspect and he said that it was like you know he felt improved because of it like yeah. like like emotionally and like mentally. Um, But uh, a thing that I wanted to do, you know, we talked about it. Mm. Let's see if we can remember all the controversies that (laughs) happened this year for the mess. Cause I feel like there's been like, like there's been one like every week almost. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to try to go like month by month. Um, Yeah. That's kind of my strategy for this. And obviously, you know, we have to start off with, kind of what led it all off with the GM and the off season and, and the hiring of, or the promotion. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like like Jared Porter, like that whole thing just was so crazy. Like that is number number one, one. bar none. Like nothing, nothing can surpass that. Like in terms of just disgusting conduct. I remember. Yeah. I remember like, I was still at Metzmerized at the time and we were in, it was late. It was like midnight where the, the Jeff Passon story broke. Yeah. Uh, or was it Ken Rosenthal? It was one of the, no, I think it was Jeff Passon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Passon has just dropped a lot of bombs this season. So I think that's probably. Yeah. It was him that. because, because it was an ESPN coworker of his that he did the article in collaboration with that dealt with that's the player. Right. That's right. Um, and we were like, what like it was such a bombshell like it really came out of nowhere and it's not mm-hmm. like it's also like we as fans didn't know jared porter really like at all at all yeah it's like he had just been a, like a few weeks before that so it's not like this was a long-term guy like like it was just like this whole thing. not i don't know not that that may, makes any sense to say but it's just like no it was like a very know. like quick thing we're like wait what like yeah, it was like, who, like what? This this just happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Jared Porter number one. I guess like number two would would be like almost signing Trevor Bauer. I don't know. If, like at the time, it was a controversy. I don't know. If but that's, like, yeah. I guess like it's a talking point, but I don't think it's a controversy because it never came to fruition. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Like he was never like he signed with the Dodgers, and that was it. Um. Yeah. I guess the next although, one after that would be the although rap. I guess at the time that it happened, like Bauer had leaked that he had signed with the Mets. Like they they obviously had like two posts, yeah, like he like with ready the to go. Merch. Yeah, yeah, it was like the merch, like on his website, it was like all Mets stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to Bob Nightingale for, for Bob Nightingale. Yet. Remember when he like <laughs> tweeted that like the deal was official yeah. with the Mets. Yeah. Fucking um, Bob. Fucking Bob. Um, <laughs> the raccoon thing, I guess that was like the first like in season thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, then what was after that? I mean, I just feel like Lindor has been a storyline throughout the entire season. Um, the injuries, just like injury after injury, injury and like guys yeah. like, like where it was like they, they were going to be coming back and then it got like delayed and like some guys not even coming back. I think Carras- uh, the handling of Carrasco. Carrasco. Like yep, when they Cinder were saying, setback. Yeah, but but they, you know, the front office kept saying like, oh yeah, he'll be back like mid-May. He'll be back. Yep. Okay, now it's mm-hmm. June. Okay, now it's all-star break. And then all of a sudden it's like mid-July. Yeah, I think he, I think, didn't he debut uh, trade deadline day this year? Like he, like that was the black jersey night. Yeah, yep. That, which was the first, uh, which was the trade deadline coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't even know. There were so many this year. It's like, I feel like now I can't even remember all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as like on field controversy goes, I think one of the main ones, it's all been around like injuries, performance, and then the raccoon incident is really like all that comes to mind but like yeah the red coon one was 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 like a defining moment <laughs> like yeah. a defining thing yeah well and, we had all the stuff left all the stuff surrounding stroman too oh yeah so ridiculous yeah. oh yeah oh yeah with you Tim have, healy yeah that was the thing that was a big thing yeah um if you have which beef was only with marcus stroman ago. i have beef with you <laughs> Tim Healy, Tim Healy just exited the chat after hearing that one. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Tim Healy. I don't want you. <laughs> Jason, Jason Vargas would like a word. <laughs> oh my god. Was he, that Tim I'll, Healy I'll, that he threatened? Yeah. I love that. Because Tim Healy said Tim Healy said to Mickey, he said, see you tomorrow, Mickey. And Mickey thought that it was like a dig because Mickey was like on the hot seat. And then Jason Vargas goes, I'll knock you the fuck out, bro. <laughs> Just like meatheads being meaty, big you know? sweaty. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's end on a high note. Let's remember some some legends before we go. Hell yeah! I should really come prepared for these things. I, no, I it's, can good, never... it's good to do it. It's good to do it off off the cuff. It's good know, to do it but, off the cuff. But I do want to keep a list of ones that we've already said so that I don't, you know, return to that. Uh, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to go back to each episode and like write it down. I think I think that's a worthwhile uh, exercise. But Agreed. today uh, we can we can take that offline, as they say in the corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can. We'll circle back to that. No, we'll sorry. circle back. Right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Anderson Hernandez in a specific moment of time when he flew through the sky to catch that ball over his Great head. Catch. Great One of my catch. favorite Mets highlights ever. Yeah, I liked him a lot. I liked him. I actually, I, I he signed a ball for me at a game one time during his second stint as a Met. Oh, nice. Um, it was a cool. It was it was like a September game. The Mets were playing the Marlins. We got there really early. I think it was two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So we got to meet Angel Pagan. He signed. Um, Wilson Valdez, if you remember him, he's a legend. And 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 Anderson Hernandez. And um, I remember Josh Tolley, us he was a rookie that year. He had just debuted. Also I remember us like yelling, 
yelling to Josh Tolley and he didn't come over. Uh. So sad. Um, all right. So you're remembering Anderson Hernandez. Pick a year for me, Mike, and I'll, I'll, I'll pick a legend that way. I like that. Let's go 2004. 2004. Okay. Um, I think he was on the 04 team. I'm hoping he was. If not, he was definitely on 05. Relief pitcher Juan Padilla. That's who <laughs> I'm remembering. I think he was on the 04 team. I could be wrong. Let's Can I get fact a fact check, check on that one? Yeah, let's let's fact check it right. If quick. not, then I'll if not, then I'll do another 2004 Matt. Uh he it looks like he was not on the Mets. He was ah. on the Reds. All right, he was on the 05 Mets though, right? Yep, he was on the 05 Mets. All right, 04. I am gonna do. I want to say like a more obscure name. I don't want to say like Kareem Garcia or like because <laughs> we just talked about those guys. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, 04 starting second baseman on the 04 team. I think he was a second baseman, Ricky Gutierrez. I think he was on the 04 team. Let's take a look. Ricky Gutierrez played in 24 games. For the two in 2004 New York Mets. Yeah, he was on the he was a, he was an opening day starter that year, I think. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because was Jose Reyes hurt to start the season? He might have been because that was the year that um they because they had signed Kazmat Sui in 04. Mm-hmm. Um to be the shortstop. Yeah. To be the shortstop. And and they they moved Reyes to second which he clearly wasn't as comfortable playing. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember he got hurt, I think, playing second base. And he missed a lot of that year yeah. um, or a decent amount of that year. Um, and then they flip-flopped them and they made Kazmat Sui the second baseman, which probably they should have done, like, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Mets is going to Mets. Yeah, Mets are going to Mets, as we have seen throughout this season multiple, multiple times. Hashtag Ratcoon Gate this summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the guys. next summer blockbuster. <laughs> we'll catch you guys later this week where at least 12 more controversies will have happened in the days in which we don't see you. Um, and I'm sure that we'll be talking about them a little bit. But yeah. we will be taking a stroll down memory lane to brighter days uh, the next time we see you guys. So. As always, check us out on Twitter, Mets Legends, and anywhere you find your podcast, Mets Legends Cast. I'm Bobby Parnell. This is Brian Schneider, uh, who may or may not be a Mets coach anymore. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know. I'm Brian Schneider, and I don't even know what I do. Yeah, yeah. Just short-term memory loss. (laughs) Anderson Hernandez, I hope you're having a great day. You as well, Ricky Gutierrez, you fine son of a gun. We'll see you next time. See you later, guys.